In today's episode, Dr. Cashy explores the theory of constrained energy expenditure, calling into question the idea that more intense workouts always yield better fat loss. The Good Doctor dismantles the dogmatic prison of one-size-fits-all recommendations and encourages you to use your body on purpose and with purpose. Roll the intro! Hello, and welcome to <sniffs> Coffee with Cashy. I'm your host, Dr. Trevor Cashy. Today's lesson is a bit of a nerd rage, although I vacillated in labeling the lesson as such. I decided, just decided to put a little bit of a disclaimer on there in terms of me being kind of cranky about stuff. So here's what you're learning. The bang for your buck with activity actually comes from doing less intensity rather than more intensity and being too tired and beat up to do anything else it's called the theory of constrained energy expenditure and all sorts of other cool science stuff we'll get into probably in later lessons that's kind of gnarly stuff uh, but in a lot of cases less is more especially in the term in terms of you know having a body that that works as good as it looks and looks as good as it works and works as good as it looks and looks and, and you know all those funny combinations and uh Sugar recommendations and various other recommendations for the general public are confusing, opportunistic, pseudoscientific, farcical bullshit. <sighs> Feels good to say. Okay. Then lastly, personalized nutrition is really the only way to make progress and keep it. It breaks you out of that dogmatic prison. This sugar is toxic. Saturated fat will kill you. You are what you eat. And if you eat crap, then you are crap. It just, it's so ugly. This is the precipitates all the guilt and shame that causes a lot of issues that people have, which then people take out on eating and then become sick and, and potted plants. Anyway, it's really just sad. Anyway, actually, no, tell T-Can what you think. I suppose the cat's out of the bag in terms of Dr. Cash's bias, but your opinion is still welcome because, well, I'm a scientist and uh, new evidence, I change my mind all the time. Lots of people get cranky that I change. You change your mind. Well, I hope so. That's kind of what science is and does. So if you have a problem with that, well, that's the way she goes. What do you think is better? Something that's personalized or something that's blanket for everybody? There is a tool for every job. There absolutely is for sure. Which tool is best for you? Now, pulling from previous lessons, Sugar, you know, more than just being a fundamental requirement for basic metabolism, you know, like keeping your brain happy and stuff. Uh, sugar in particular is also required to move around for activity. Again, you're pretty much an expert on that now from the previous lessons, thank goodness. What's cool is that at best, you know, or at rest rather, uh, your muscles, um, are, when, you're, when you're active, and I guess at rest, your muscles are basically the main disposers of sugar. Your brain is up there too at, at complete rest. But the muscles are also a major disposer of fats, which a lot of people actually I think are ignorant about. And that's something cool that I think is worth knowing. That, that is worth knowing. At rest, the muscles do uh, metabolize a lot of the fat. And sugar starts to come into the picture as soon as you start to use those muscles. And as short-term requirements for activity go up, like the more intense the activity is, the more sugar comes into the picture in terms of the muscles chewing it up. In fact, the requirements for sugar in, in this regard increase exponentially with the intensity of activity. In other words, if the activity doubled in intensity, it takes more than double the sugar to meet the energy requirements. Now, this is where people get their knickers in a twist and decide that science says going hard all the time is the best way. That's when people started just, you know, 
I guess, in, insert explicit sexual words over here over things like tabata and hit and all that other crap that got uh, pretty popular there for a minute. Really, that going hard all the time is the best way. That's really cute. And this is the sort of crap that happens when people take evidence at face value rather than in context. Okay, the short answer is that the more intense your activity is, the more you're burning the candle at the other side at the same time. And this is when fatigue management becomes an issue, and the result is that animals, humans included, start constraining their energy expenditure, either consciously or mistakenly. And in practicality, all anecdotal, you know, practically all anecdotal accounts to normal people, uh, the the theory of constrained energy expenditure may as well be the law of constrained energy expenditure. Essentially, there's a behavioral aspect of this and a physiological aspect of this. The, the behavioral aspect is more important than the physiological aspect because it has more practical benefits. In short, the constrained energy expenditure theory is essentially that the more difficult or intense your activity is, or the more consistently super active you are, the more your body will start to downregulate its own energy expenditure at other times, okay? Like if you bust your butt in a workout real crazy nasty, you'll be beat up and highly fatigued and inflamed and zombified on the couch the rest of the day or even the next couple of days after. Does that really end up, at, like that ends up adding up or I guess the opposite of adding up over time. <laughs> uh, and that really depends on your programming. Essentially what you gain in exercising, which you do have some uh, physiological adaptations to that sort of exercising, you more than lose those benefits in terms of, you know, day-to-day -day satisfaction, you know, and fulfillment. What you gain in exercise, you lose at being active. Hopefully that makes sense. In the context of metabolic health, food and sugar and appetite regulation, weight management, body fat, etc., modest levels of using your body on purpose and with purpose goes much further than blowing your load a few times per week, thus earning your couch time, or too beat up to do anything but be couch or chair bound. Biology is kind of funny like that. A human can only go for a high intensity a couple minutes at a time. A human can go at moderate intensity, practically speaking, forever, <laughs> forever. Uh, which situation cycles more nutrients between the organs? Huh? Which situation cycles the nutrients more between sugar, three musketeers, the brain, the muscles, and the liver? Huh? Uh, being intense for a couple minutes at a time or being moderate, you know, frequently during day-to-day -day activities, doing everyday stuff on purpose with purpose. What cycles more nutrients between the organs? What promotes greater metabolic health and hormone sensitivity between the organs overall? Okay. Which situation uses more fat, more stored fat, and more stored sugar? Working out a few minutes, really, at super high intensity, or moving around consistently, being active on purpose and with purpose? Hmm? Again, well, that kind of depends. Now, if you only care what happens in your body over the course of a few minutes and exhausting yourself a few minutes, a few times per week, will definitely throw all of those measurements out of whack and make it seem like, well, if you just work yourself out to death a couple of times, well, then if you see what's happening during that few minutes and your body's on overdrive, well, then it looks like, well, this is the only way to go. That makes perfect sense. And it does when you look inside of that silly little window, okay? Now, granted, high-intensity activity does provide high-intensity adaptations. It certainly does in the context of, of really athleticism, right? Um, you know, fitness or like strength and speed and, and things of that nature, you know, lactate threshold and other fancy words that uh, really mean, I guess, dick all, right? <laughs> in, in most regular situations. Uh, assuming the activity is properly programmed, 
you can get those benefits. Most times it's not. Most times it's poorly programmed and so you just end up working out really hard and getting kind of nowhere. Uh, how would you know if you're getting nowhere? Well, are you measuring the, the improvement of, of regular, you know, specified performance indicators regularly? We're into measurements here. Hopefully that, hope, like if that surprises you, well, there you go, the cat's out of the bag. We take measurements to make sure things are going the way that, you know, you want them to go because that's how you know, just saying. Now, in terms of high intensity activities, you know, those, those benefits do include things like increased muscle mass, strength, speed, athleticism, agility, things like that. And these are great things if you're entering a muscle mass contest or a strength contest or a speed contest, right? If you're entering a contest where you need to develop those things, well, then having a program dedicated to that sort of development is important and you, proper fatigue management is key so that you can incorporate high intensity activity at a volume and intensity and frequency such that you manage the fatigue accumulation so that you can get the best of both of the high intensity activity and the moderate consistent activity day to day so you can have fulfilling day to day activities and actually enjoy using your body. Now, I, you know, Getting, getting to that position first is super important, but a lot of people go, man, I'm really fat, life is miserable, time to train for a marathon. Because logic, right? Y'all know how that turns out. I think best case scenario, you're just a fat dude running a marathon. <laughs> Some people do make meaningful changes, but you know what I mean. Um, they, are, they are definitely in the minority and then get put on that pedestal to justify other people's silly decision to do the same thing. Now, alas, People will use their bodies on purpose, but with bad programming, it just end up tired, probably beat up, and probably lame results. I don't know about you, but that was me. Beating crap out of myself all the time felt like crap, and got, I did get pretty strong, and that really helped me a lot when I was trying to put my shoes on. I could lift up a car and had trouble putting on my socks. True story. So all the work ethic with really a crappy direction. After all, if you never quit then you can dig yourself quite the hole to get stuck in. Indeed, if you keep your head down and dig deep, then uh, that's exactly what you'll do is you'll keep digging deeper and eventually you'll get pretty stuck, right? On purpose is important and on purpose with purpose is more importanter, all right? That sidetracked a bit. Welcome to Coffee with Cashy. <laughs> in any case, the point is that if you major in the minors, you will be disappointed. Being active kicks the crap out of exercising. You get more done by doing less rather than doing everything and then doing nothing. Okay, now if you're looking for extra benefits, you'll get extra support. You can get both if it's properly programmed. Okay, TCAN can provide that for you if that's a if that's a, a direction you want to take. Easy peasy, moving right along. Actually, seeing the time requirements going by right now, I actually think this lesson will be on a cliffhanger. I might actually just change. I think I'm actually just going to change the title to this. So we're going to cut this one a little bit short so I can get to the angry, you know, sugar ranting after. Thank you guys so much for your patience. It looks like what you have learned is actually, whoopsh, we just got through number one today, but that's okay. Less intense activity more often is definitely going to put you in a better position uh, than super high intensity once in a while where you will get some high intensity benefits, but the, you know, you lose out on, on all the benefits of being active. Okay. And we'll get to the other stuff where sugar rec recommendations are unalloyed farcical bullshit and personalized nutrition breaks you out of that dogmatic prison. We'll cover that next time. Thank you so much for your patience. I got so excited and worked up that the time ended up passing. That's the way she goes. In any case, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much for learning. This is a good time. I don't know about you, but it was good for me. Anyway, stay rational.
Until next time. Want to continue having coffee with Dr. Kashi? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It is very much appreciated. Thank you, and see you next week. Dr. Kashi is out! <laughs>